We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 348. Today's interview is presented by LiveEck, which is an app created to give equestrians of all backgrounds an easier way to find opportunities that fit their unique riding journey. In an industry that has really long been operated by word of mouth and who knows who, LiveEck is here to give horse enthusiasts everywhere access to the community around them. Our guest today is known on TikTok and Instagram as Devon Out West. She is joining us to talk about her experience finding and building community in the horse world. She's based in Colorado, and she uses her platform to make people laugh, feel something, and spread a little kindness. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Devin Conley. Hey, Devin. Hello. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. But first, we'd want to hear about how you first got started in the horse world. What did that look like? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I mean, it's it's been part of the fabric of my life for my, you know, my entire life. I uh, grew up in a rodeo family. My dad was a, a team roper on the circuit. He was a healer. And he, he'd been healing for a long time when he had kids. Um, and then he just kind of roped us into his lifestyle, pun intended. So, you know, some of my fondest childhood memories are uh, like traveling to team ropings with him and watching him warm up his horse, you know, under like nighttime arena lights. Uh, and then we started to get into rodeo ourselves, my myself and my brother and my sister. Uh, so dad then started hauling us to our own rodeos and, and it was just pretty much from the time I could sit up, I was on a horse. I started running barrels when I was five in the peewee nice. division. And yeah. It was just from, from a very, you know, from the start of my, my life, uh, I was ingrained in the horse world. Yeah. So, when I'm it really- came time to kind of like, think about what you wanted to do for a career, did you consider a career in the horse world? Was that just something you knew you loved, but you didn't necessarily see yourself doing it as a career? What, what did you kind of at the time think your options were? So for a long time, I lived kind of a dual life. I have always been a student of history. I love history. Um, And so, I mean, I was like reading history books, military history books in like third grade. (laughs) So I was that weird kid. Uh, But so my junior year of high school, I just decided I wanted to be a history teacher. I was sitting in my my modern America class and I had the best teacher in the world. And I was like, this is what I want to do. So I taught history for about nine years. And then I was a school counselor uh, after that. And then I, then I got a job in the horse industry and now I work for horse and rider magazine. Um, and I love it, but it took me a while to have a career within the industry as well. And for a long time I was working in public education and riding at night and competing on the weekends. And it was, it was nice to have kind of a mix of both, but now I'm fully immersed in the horse industry and it's just awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And you also started creating content on Instagram and TikTok. What was kind of your inspiration to start creating content? Yeah, so TikTok, um, I started creating content like right at the start of the pandemic because we were kind of starting to go into that 
remote world a little bit. Things were get, just getting weird. And my students were talking about the app constantly. And I just, I've, I always loved to be able to connect with my students outside of just them sitting at a desk and, and learning, you know, history. So I was like, what is this? Let me check this out. And so got on there made one video. It did super well. And then I, I just thought, well, this is kind of fun. And mm-hmm. maybe people like my dumb humor. Um, and so it just, it went from there. It was accidental. <laughs> I never, ever set out to be like a content creator. Um, yeah, I still just to this day, like uh, nothing is nothing is scripted. Nothing is planned. It's just usually when I'm down, like doing chores, I'll get an idea in my head and and run with it. And yeah been quite a journey, but I love it. I've met such, such incredible people through that. So cool. Um, since you started creating content, I feel like your career and your role in the equestrian world has changed a bit. Like how would you describe your place in the industry now? Yeah, I grown up, you know, obviously being in the industry my whole life, I was just very, very much a private person, very, very quiet person, just kind of off to myself kind of person. And now I feel like I have a platform to be more of a voice for things that I'm passionate about within the industry, which is amazing. Um, And one of those things is just being very welcoming to newcomers. I think that is, that's going to be what uh, makes or breaks our industry is whether we bring in new people or not and whether we do it correctly. Um, So I'm very passionate about that. And then just like spreading kindness within the horse industry, helping each other out, being a true community, those kind of things I've always cared about deeply. And now I feel like I have the platform to really share that yeah. I care so much about that. And and that it's, it's important that we need to be doing those things. Right. And I feel like that message definitely shows on your social media accounts and that I can tell you're passionate about helping people kind of find their way in the equestrian world. How do you feel like people can find and create their own path in the horse world these days. Well, thank you. I'm glad it, I'm glad it's, it's apparent. I think having a clear intentions, clear intentions in mind of what you're trying to do um, and then running with that. So if you want to compete, you know, that's a different path than if you want to just have horses and enjoy horses and just ride your horses around your pasture. Those are, those are different things um, and they're both equally important. Um, so just having clear intentions of what you want to do, but also at the end of the day, having the mindset that this is a privilege to own horses, it's a blessing, it's an incredible thing, and that we should be enjoying it. And the most important thing is that we're taking care of our horses, you know, taking care of our equine companions there. Right. Um, so, yeah, just just having clear intentions of what you want to do and keeping in the back of your mind that this is supposed to be fun and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be enjoyable and it's a real privilege to be able to do this. So um, just enjoy yourself and be authentic to who you are and what you want to do. Definitely. Yeah. For someone listening who, you know, maybe wants to make horses a a bigger part of their life or bigger than what they're currently experiencing, whether they're just starting out or wanting to make it, you know, like a huge part of their life. What is some advice that you have for them? Yeah. I mean, if you want to, you know, find a career in the equine industry or something, there's, there's plenty of great platforms to do that. And Livec, you know, you can find like jobs on that app, which is amazing. I think that's a great way to connect people in the community. Um, but otherwise never stop learning is the biggest thing to me. Like you, and as a teacher, you know, former teacher, of course that's huge, but you just, you have to keep learning. So whether that's going to events that you wouldn't normally go to just to watch and just to listen, stand at the warm up pin and just watch people and listen to trainers and the experts, um, watch YouTube videos, you know, find someone in your area that's really experienced, just never stop learning. And I don't care how long someone's been writing, like 
we're never going to know it all. Um, and so that to me is, is probably the most important thing. If you're looking to make it a bigger part of your life, if you're looking to make it even a career or whatnot, you have to be committed to continual growth because if you're not growing, you're rotting. Right. And no one wants that. So keep growing, keep learning, keep Mm -hmm. educating yourself. Yeah, definitely. What do you feel like are some top qualities someone should be on the lookout for when trying to find their place or their people in the equestrian world? Because obviously it can be a bit of like a, like kind of like what you said, it can be like a hard place sometimes for newcomers or or even for people who um, I know for myself, I took four years off during college. And even in that seemingly short amount of time, it seemed like the, the horse world had already changed so much. So what would you say are some qualities someone should be looking for when they're, you know, trying to find their place in the horse world? Yeah, definitely. I think just, I do think talking about it is almost a little taboo to some people when we acknowledge the fact that there are uh, parts of the horse world that are not welcoming and that are, um, you know, not very kind. And so I I think that's the first step is we have to acknowledge that that exists, right? Um, So that we can fix it. And it's, it's not everywhere, of course. And I would say the majority of people you'll run into are amazing people. Um, So when you're, yeah, looking for your, your community, your people, uh, I, I think looking for people that support you, um, people that cheer you on when you're doing poorly, right? Because we're all going to struggle and fail at some point, but also just as important when you're succeeding, you know, mm-hmm. finding people that build like that are there and and celebrate your success with you is huge too. And just people, again, that you can learn from. I think that you can learn something from everyone, whether it's, you know, even something like what not to do or, or what, whatever that might be, but people you can learn from, people that support you. Um, people that you feel comfortable being yourself with. And obviously, you know, there's all sorts of other trivial things like, you know, people that uh, maybe you have shared interests with or people that you have not shared interests with, but think they're doing things that you think are interesting that you'd like to learn more about. Yeah. So yeah, just, just finding that supportive network that I think it's important. Somebody that's supporting you when you're not doing well and also when you are doing well. Definitely. What have you found over the years, especially like at the start of the pandemic, um, content wise, were there like a certain videos that like you felt like really blew up and then it kind of like grew your audience or changed kind of your dynamic as an influencer in the space? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, people loved they, they, they really seem to enjoy the videos where I kind of like vocalize what I think horses are thinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, is funny because if you know me in real life, I I do very much love to be like a humorous, humorous person. I do very much love to be joking around, try, you know, light, lighten the mood and all this stuff. But I have uh, a very dry sense of humor. And so that somehow translated well over video, which is good. And I just just kind of put to words what in my mind, these these animals are like if they, if they were humans, this is how they'd act. And yeah. People seem to really enjoy that. And then um, my senior gelding, Ray, who I still have, he's just like the, the most personable, funny horse ever. And I just started doing this voice for him uh, that in my mind is what he would sound like. And again, people loved it. You know, they thought like 
yeah, that's, that's what my gelding would sound like, or that's perfect for him. So yeah, yeah. those kind of goes. And then my poetry really started to take off yeah. um, as well, which is awesome because I am a very multifaceted person. Um, I have a lot of different sides to me, right? Serious, dry, humorous, sarcastic, whatever. Uh, so it's great to be able to share kind of the dynamics of my personality there. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. And I think that that's, um, that dynamic is so important for the kind of like long-term goal of developing like a true community through social media and, you know, like really finding the people that, you know, obviously the stuff that you like to do and, and things that you like to do around the barn and that obviously resonate with inevitable, like what ends up being your people in your community. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Just being relatable and relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Looking down the road, what would you say if you had to look like five years from now, where would you be? What would you be doing? Um, what would, what do you feel like would be the most fulfilling for you? Um, so yeah, this, I I think about this often, the position I'm, I'm in right now, working for the magazine as a digital editor and digital content producer, I absolutely love it. And it's giving me already, I haven't been in this role very long. Um, but it's already giving me so many new connections within the horse industry and helping me learn so much more about things that I wouldn't normally do within the horse industry. So I'd love to stick with this and, um, you know, keep growing that network and learning and furthering my career with, you know, the equine network who I'm with now, horse and rider, uh, just because I, I love what I'm doing. And then on, in terms of like my content creation, I, I want to keep growing that base and my, my community there. I'm releasing a poetry book soon, wow. maybe in five years, there'll be a, a second one, um, hopefully, you know, and, uh, just kind of continuing on down the same path I'm at just continuing to grow and continuing to learn and continuing to connect with people. And at some point, um, because I do, you know, I am a licensed uh, mental health professional and I do care so much. I care so deeply about helping people. Mm. And I think mental health is widely neglected in the agricultural community and the horse community. I would love to do something with that. And I don't know what that looks like yet, but some, something mental health based for, agriculture i'm also a huge uh i'm very passionate about ranching so something within that realm uh and ment- mental health based i think would be an incredible thing to pursue at some point definitely yeah i could totally see that um what would you kind of on the flip side what advice would you give to younger devin oh my gosh <laughs> so many things stop tweezing your eyebrows so much <laughs> that's yeah, practical anybody, advice i like <laughs> <laughs> if anybody grew up right in like the or I, you know, I went to high school in like 2010 and that was yeah. the thing oh lord for anyway, sure <laughs> on a serious note um i would say that all of the things that made me feel awkward and um got me even like bullied i would say when i was younger all the weird little attributes my, about myself the dry humor the sarcasm the um the creativity, the way my brain works, the writing constantly, like writing in journals and the fact that I loved horses so much was what was going to make me so successful down the road. And so I think I'd, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say like, stop trying to be someone you're not embrace mm. these things. These are your God given gifts and right. you, they're going to help you do well. And I would say that to anybody right now, like whatever you're fighting in yourself, what, you know, if you're embarrassed about your gifts or whatever, 
you might be surprised how it helps you down the road. Just embrace who you are and mm-hmm. love who you are. Yeah, definitely. What would you say your riding goals are? Riding goals. So I, uh, and I'm, I'm going to talk about this a little bit uh, on social media, but I just purchased a, a new horse um, and oh, he wow. is incredible and he's a barrel horse and he's a rope horse and he's, he's everything. And then unfortunately, after I got him, like three weeks after I got him, he hurt himself in the uh. The pasture. Yep. And that's just, that's so much of my like humor too, is joking about how horses hurt themselves so easy. And so it's like a mystery lameness right now. We're still not quite sure what's going on there, mm. but my, I had big summer plans. I was ended up actually with him in quite a few places and had to just pull out of everything wow. before we could even get started. So my goals are to get him back to, you know, where he was when I bought him, which was running and healthy and just this amazing horse, which he still is. And mesh with him and become a team yeah. and i would like to you know i used to break away in high school and i'd like okay. to start again i have another gelding named carl that's the best little ranch horse and i'd like to get back into the ranch riding with him and kind of the versatility ranch horse stuff with him so those are those are my goals right now is just to get my one horse healthy and get uh, meshed with him as a team yeah yeah just just continue to learn and continue to grow and continue to enjoy him definitely yeah and then what would you say is I guess something that you're passionate about in the industry that you feel people either don't talk a lot about or don't know enough about. Yeah. I mean, like we talked earlier, and I think it's clear, like on my platforms, obviously just uh, trying to make the community a a little bit uh, more of an approachable and kind place in areas where it's not. But also, um, and, and again, like I've mentioned, just continuing to learn and never stop learning from everyone around you. But I do think that it's so easy to get wrapped up in the big picture of where we're going and what we want to win and what we want to do. And, um, you know, what's the next event or race or jackpot or whatever we're going to enter that, uh, we can almost like miss the day-to-day details of horse ownership and taking care of these great animals. So, um, I, I guess I would say like just being really cognizant and aware of, the little things that we the little kindnesses we can be doing for our horses on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. uh, add up and make a big difference. You know, just trying to be like the best you can be, not just so you can go win an event, not just so you can go win a buckle or a title, but so that your horse is living his, you know, his best life with you every single day. So that's just something I'm passionate about. It's like, what can I do every day? What can I do every ride to make their lives better mm-hmm. um, and really take care of them the way they deserve. I love that. Yeah. I think that that's such a great point. It's something that's simple that anyone can do and can make a really big impact over time. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, Devin, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and share a bit of your story. I think what you're doing is so cool and so important in the industry um, from one kind of influencer to another it can it can also have its whole set of um of not struggles but just you know it just oh, yeah. it's like a whole it's like a whole other world within the horse world so yes. i love communicating with other people cuz i i know you get it um but it, i think it's so cool that we've been able to um be able i mean to be able to do something like this where i, I feel like with us growing up I, I don't know about you, but I always thought, oh, like the only way you can really work in the industry is if you're like a rider or a trainer. And there's so much more that I feel like the industry has opened up for 
for other people, whether you want to be creative or um, you enjoy writing or reading or you, you know, like marketing or, you know, business in general. And there's so many other opportunities um, that were probably there back then, but are just so much more, I guess, like talked about now. And so it's really cool how you've been able to be so creative with how you are, you know, within the industry. I think it's so cool. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I agree with everything you said. And that's why I love companies like Livec that are also working to make the industry more accessible and more approachable um, and really help out newcomers and people that have been in it for a long time. And um, yeah, just if I can add one more thing, it's that um, I, like you said, being a content creator has its own set of challenges for sure. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful. Like, I, I can't say this enough. So grateful for the the people that like have followed along my journey you know, uh, are new every day, have been there for years, um, take the time to comment, send messages. Like I, I, I'm so grateful for every single one of them. Um, and folks like you, you know, that would have me on this podcast. It's just, it's such a, a shining light, like in our community to see all these amazing people. And I think that's the majority of people in the horse community. Um, it's just, it's great. Um, I just, I'm very, very grateful for everyone. Yeah, you mentioned Livec. Tell me, for people who are listening that don't know, tell me a little bit about Livec and what your involvement's like with them. Yeah, for sure. So um, Anne is the the founder of uh, the app. It's an app. And um, she her mission is just to make the horse industry accessible and have everything in one spot. So it's like where you can find stables or trainers or jobs within the industry or horses for sale. It's kind of like a one-stop shop for the horse buying or horse industry experience, which is great because if you're new to the industry or let's say you move, it can be hard to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a great idea and, and it's been awesome to see her grow and and build the company. Um, and just their mission is, I think, very admirable because it's all about just connecting us as horse owners and uh, prospective horse owners. So okay. I, I do think that's a a great business model for um, building community within the industry. Definitely. Yeah. And like, even when I was, you know, like I said, I had taken time off during college and it didn't seem like a long time, but I came back and I was like, my gosh, people are like wearing different clothes. They're doing they're like going to different shows. They're doing like all these different things. And um, it felt like I didn't have the connections I had even just like four years ago. And I feel like right. in an industry that's like, it's so important for the, like who, you know, and the connections that you make it, uh, you know, a space like Livec can be so, so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Just a, a place where you can kind of find everything you need. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Devin. I love following your journey and uh, will continue to, and I wish you all the best. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You got a great podcast and I appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me here. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.